Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Hello, Fightful Faithful. Welcome to the Tuesday night post-NXT Fightful show starring me, Alex. I can't call it Sour Graps, guys. Sour Graps was created as as a means to uh, point out the obvious flaws of Raw and SmackDown and riff upon them. And then they were like, hey, dude who hates Raw and SmackDown, do you want to do your own show under the Sour Graps umbrella about NXT? And I was like, yeah, I want to do the show, but it it ain't going to be Sour Graps. And I was right. Because as frenetic and crazy and as as main rostery as some of the booking conventions uh, happen to be, um... It all feels like there's a means to an end, um, which it doesn't feel like that on Monday. And we'll talk about that. But um, uh, thank you all for being here uh, on our Tuesday night show. Uh, appreciate to see a lot of familiar faces in the chat. Um, happy to see you here. Uh, please get on your Super Chats. I will read them on the air and and talk uh, about the comments that you make and answer any questions that you may have. Um, we uh, will talk about uh, NXT and 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 where we think we're going. A lot of matches got made tonight for Takeover, which is only a week from Sunday, so uh, so it's coming up on us. And I think all the matches that haven't been made, we all kind of know what the matches are. So we'll talk about them too. Um, but yeah, please get in your super chats. It's the best way to support uh, Fightful. Uh, best way to support uh, me. And everybody who works here, because uh, we got to get paid somehow, um, and this really helps out. So, thank you very much. A lot of really good stuff about um, about NXT tonight, 
and the bad stuff is in service of good stuff. So I'll allow it and we'll we'll we'll, we'll talk. Um so um they uh, they announced ahead of time uh we were gonna get the triple threat number one contenders match for uh for uh NXT championship uh for the for the match at in your house we they announced that's gonna go on first and immediately I said well that ain't having a clean finish because if you do it first then you get to have a, a messy finish and kind of schmoz. Uh, it'll be, you know, the match will get thrown out for some reason. And then later in the night, we'll get all the updates about where we're going from here, considering the match um, didn't end right. Now, <clears throat> um, I've had, I had problems with with Raw in the way that they will book a match knowing full well that they're going to do some stupid non-finish, some DQ finish, some smoshy thing. Um, uh, and then the whole match that they will have given us, as good as it is, will all be for nothing. Um, and, uh, and, and what's worse is on, is on Raw, they'll do all that and then say, good news, everybody, that match you just watched tonight you get to watch it next week with the same stuff on the line. And just trust us, next week, there won't be a disqualification finish, okay? Just trust us, because we've earned your trust. Um, uh, what NXT did tonight uh, is very similar. The triple threat match between Kyle O'Reilly, Pete Dunne, and Johnny Gargano was excellent. It, 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 uh, it utilized... There were very few times when I was watching it that I remember watching it and going, um, yeah, I, 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 I'm watching two people in the ring with one person hanging out outside. I felt like when that happened, there was a, there was a in ring storytelling reason for it. Uh, and that was very, very quick. And then the third person got back in. So you always had guys doing stuff to each other with somebody coming in trying to stop it or one guy doing the same stuff to two guys at once. That was a lot of fun. Um, Dunn and O'Reilly and Gargano uh, are, are three of the very best workers uh, in this company, not just on NXT, in the world, not just on NXT. So getting them to, to uh, watching, being able to see them tell that story together, I thought was great. That being said, it did all wind up being all for nothing. But as I said, when I, as soon as they told me that this match was going on first, I was like, that's not going to have a clean finish. So I don't know why, but one of the things that came into my head uh, as a possibility for what was that clean finish wasn't going to be, you know what I mean? Uh, is... Um, I, I did not think we were going to get to see uh, Adam Cole come back. I don't know why it didn't come into my head. I was like, of course, of course it would be Adam Cole. Um, but after this, again, a, a, a great match. There's so many really good things in it. Um, I, I, it's, it is the very, very rare time that I will ever tell anybody this match doesn't have a, have a finish to it. 
Like it's not even not even not a clean finish. Just no finish. The match ends. And yet you should still go out of your way to watch it. Because it's three of the best guys in the world uh trying to maim each other. Who doesn't love that? Um but <clears throat> Adam Cole runs down uh with a with a with a steel chair, attacks uh, Dunn and arrives from behind. Uh Cole throws the chair at a Gargano. Um Cole just beats everybody. It's a brain buster on Dunn. Uh, Dex O'Reilly uh, levels Gargano. Regal comes down with security and like you, Adam, you get out of this ring. I'm very disappointed with you. And 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 then uh, and Adam Adam's like, well, what are you gonna do? Well, you need me, Regal. You know you need me. And uh, and he's being backed up out of the up the ramp and out as we go to commercial. And I think we're coming back from commercial and they'll restart the match, question mark? I mean, I guess not, since Cole attacked them. But certainly we'll see something. Nope. No, apparently they got the three guys who were in the match out. They're not there. uh, Long before they got Adam Cole out. Because he's still in the same position. Hasn't left. Adam Cole, not the largest dude. Two security guys much bigger than him. William Regal, much bigger than bigger than him, did not just body him out of out of the building. Uh, he's just still standing there. And I appreciated this though. Ember Moon takes this moment to storm past everything, just walks past everybody and walks in the middle of the ring, grabs a microphone, calls out Raquel Gonzalez. Now. I, I I really liked that Ember Moon was like, well, listen, nothing else is going on right now. Uh, nobody's going to stop me because everybody's preoccupied. So why don't I choose now to go into the ring and call out Raquel Gonzalez? And she does. Um, it's, a, it's, it's a really clever use of um, space. I mean, like, it's... We all know the PC, the CWC, Capital Wrestling Center, isn't the size of some place that they're doing like the Thunderdome or whatever. It's it's really, everything's really close by. So Ember Moon can be sitting there stewing in her locker room, pissed off at Raquel Gonzalez, and see up on the monitor that nobody's going to stop her if she walks to the ring and grabs a microphone. So she says to herself, you know what? Screw it. And then she does. She just walks down to the ring and does it. I, I appreciate that kind of uh, storytelling. The Nerd Guru says, please, everybody get in your super chats. I'll read them on the air and we'll talk about them. The Nude Guru says, uh, the Nude Guru, sorry about, I, I don't know if you're nude. If you are, that's cool. Whatever. As long as you're in the privacy of your own home. The Nude Guru, the Nerd Guru says, at this point, if uh, even with the wonky finishers and such, Comparing NXT to the dumpster fire on Monday nights is a direct insult to everyone on NXT. Of course. That should go without saying. Raw is, is, is maybe as bad as it's ever been. Um, certainly not, no, not through the fault of the people uh, working in the ring. Uh, it's not even the fault of most people working backstage. It's the fault of one person working backstage. He knows what his name is. Um, but NXT is is so much better. The problem I see with it is that um, 
they're like, well, eh, we could do it on Raw. We could we could figure out a way to make it work down here. It's like, no, don't don't even attempt it. Don't you don't need to try. Why why try? Why try to do distraction finishes and stuff like that? Uh, it's a crutch that you that gets relied on on Raw and to a lesser extent on SmackDown, um, almost to an equal extent on SmackDown nowadays. Um, you don't have to do those things in NXT. NXT can be special. You know, you could do it that way. That'd be nice. I'd like that. Um, uh, so Ember Rune, Ember, wow, man, I need to just, I'll tell you everybody, um, until about 3 p.m. today, I forgot NXT was on tonight. <laughs> I was all messed up from the holiday weekend. I uh, hope everybody had, uh, you know, a observed Memorial Day in the States as you saw fit. Um, I hope everybody had a, had a, had a good uh, time uh, in, in the States and, and elsewhere. If you don't observe that holiday, I hope you had a fine Monday. Um, but I was so whacked out just because of just, you know, the long weekend. I completely forgot that NXT was on tonight. And and I'm, I, I'm very glad I remembered. Because who knows who would have been hosting the show? Um, not me. Um, but I'm I'm still just a little wonked out over, after the long, long three-day weekend. So I just called her Ember Rune. And that's not her name. Ember Moon calls out Raquel Gonzalez. And, uh, and says, get your big ass out here. Um... You think you can do what you did to Shotzi, and it's not gonna not come back to bite you in your big ass? She calls it. She calls. She has a big ass. Doesn't have a big ass. I think she can get get your big self out here. Because really, the thing they're accentuating that's large about uh, Raquel is her her back. She likes to do the thing where she like does the thing where she stretches her lats out. Anyway, Gonzalez does run out, um, and Regal tries to stop everything. Excuse me. But Moon immediately sends uh, Gonzalez back out, kicks her a bunch of times, um, forces her up the ramp. Security does. Then Dakota attacks Ember Moon from behind and drops uh, drops her, kicks her out of the ring. Um, so Regal checks on Moon at ringside, and uh, this is this is where um, you, you got to say R- Regal's having a rough night. <laughs> he was all the man wanted to do was have a triple threat number one contenders match. To curtain jerk the show. That's all he wanted to do. And then Adam Cole comes in, ruins everything, and Ember Moon takes liberties. Um, but I, I, I'll say this: I love the fire from Ember Moon. I love her calling out Raquel. I love Raquel not backing down. I love Ember uh, giving it a few shots in. Um, every interaction I've seen between Raquel and Ember Moon leads me to believe that this as yet unannounced but inevitably to be announced title match for In Your House is going to hump. It's going to be so good. Uh, I really can't wait to watch these two women uh, tear into each other in a lot of ways because I think Ember Moon is just, just she's a she's a blur of lightning in the ring. Um, and and if if Raquel gets a hold of her, and slams her into the mat too hard a few times, well, then it's over. 
but that's the whole thing with Ember. It, she's she's slippery. She's hard to get a hold of. Valab says, uh, so yeah, first hour and second hour were really two different shows, huh? I'll have to look back at it. I I, I try and enjoy NXT as, as, as like in the moment. Um, I, I again, I wasn't as upset by the by the non finish of the triple threat match, which I really enjoyed. Like I I love the triple threat match. Um, I wasn't as upset by the non finish of it because it was I knew when it was Adam Cole that we were building to something. There was there was. Not, well, I guess we'll have to have this match next week. Not that. That's shit. Don't ever do that. But the end of this match directly leads into what we have later, um, which is uh, Adam Cole uh, murdering Karrion Cross with a promo and then setting fire to his crops and salting the earth so that nothing can bloom in the ashes. Uh, and if... If if we have to go through a non-finish to get to that, then count me in. Um, uh, excuse me. All right. Um, okay. So yeah, um, this part wasn't great, Valab. I'll this part of the first hour. I'll agree with. Um, La Knight comes out. Oh, excuse me. We see the, yeah, no, 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 no. We saw the Santos and Legato do a little backstage pre-recorded deal. We're going to win. You know what? I don't ever need to see again. Ever. Um, a, a pre-recorded or even live interview with a member of what's going to be the main event. And the question is, who do you think will win? You or the other guy? Because the answer is always me. I think I'm going to win. Why would you think anything else? So those those things kind of waste time to me. Even if they're even if they're really good, they got to be special for for me to really care about one of those like who's going to win? Uh, me. I, I think I'm going to win. I'm going to win. And then they show the other guy, and the other guy says no. I'm the one who will win. It's, yeah. Um, Evan Rice says, uh, I didn't need a two-segment LA Knight match. I'm tired. Um, <clears throat> yeah, LA Knight is uh, definitely... They're not doing what I thought they were going to with him. Let me say that. Um, I I still believe that the former Eli, Eli Drake uh, can be uh, super dynamic. Uh, he's he's better in the ring than I think he gets credit for, and he's he's really great on the mic. If they let him say his own thing, like still the still even if it's L.A. Knight, even though it's Eli Drake, they're still producing his promos in a way that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Um. Yeah, I'm, uh, and he's in this storyline that that I don't know. I don't know if they know what they're doing with it. I really don't. Um. So anyway, uh, L.A. Knight um, cuts a promo on Cameron Grimes and Jake Atlas. Teddy Ross is going to watch tonight. So there's that. 
Um, I want I'm gonna come back to a little uh, earlier today in the parking lot skit they did, which I really liked. I'll talk about it after this match. Um, it was nice to see uh, Jake Atlas. I, I keep saying Jake Atlas is a guy that if they got behind and gave him a few wins and, and a cool storyline, I could see him being maybe not champion, but uh, in a serious, serious contendership program for either the cruiserweight title uh, or the North American championship in like, I don't know, a year, 14 months. He definitely got the talent for it. Um, they just they just decide who they're going to push, and they push him. They didn't decide they were going to push Bronson Reed until they decided now it's time to push Bronson Reed, and then Bronson Reed is the champion now. Um, and I think a year ago, uh, I said on the on the same on this on the post NXT show back when it was the post Wednesday Night Wars show. I think Bronson Reed might be a guy, if they decide to push, he might be championship material. And lo and behold, they decided to push him, and now he's a champion. He's material. So um, I I think I think Knight uh, and Atlas worked pretty well together. Atlas was getting a lot of stuff in, um, which is... Uh, which is interesting. And that's what I talk about. I don't know what they're doing with LA Knight. I hate the name. I'll, I'm always going to hate the name. L.A. Knight is like, I, oh, hey, he's some hot shot Hollywood. Kind of like he's like a, he's like Johnny Cage, but not karate. What's his name? Yeah, well, he's from Hollywood, so his name's L.A. That's stupid. That's beyond stupid. Like, can we just, if we're going to say that L.A. stands for something, can his first name be Landon, Landon Knight, or friggin' fuck it, I don't care, like Larry Knight. His name's Larry. I'm only going to call him Larry Knight from now on until they change his name. Because Larry Knight, even though it's a stupid name, is a lot better than L.A. Knight. So Larry is in the ring, and Larry, um, Larry's strong and athletic, uh, and Jake Atlas uh, gets in a lot of stuff, and DiBiase walks down. And he's uh, Larry's like, hey Ted, watch watch me beat up Jake Atlas, but he keeps performing for Ted DiBiase, and 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 Jake Atlas is too talented, uh, and and Larry keeps letting him have openings, and then Cameron Grimes comes down, and Cameron Grimes is trying to carry on a scene with Ted DiBiase, who is not improving with Cameron Grimes at all. Um. Cameron's like, I, I really think I, I really think I'm more uh, million dollar man potential as me. That's me, Cameron Grimes to the moon. And LA and I is like, yeah, me over here in the ring. Look at me, yeah. And it's it's not uh, it's not really as it's not working for me. The, it, they found something so beautiful and unique about Cameron Grimes and this uh, Beverly Hillbillies thing that they're doing. And then they they like oh it's cool hey they did the thing where like he was mad about that he can't pull off the same shtick that Teddy Biasi did thirty years ago that's cute hey what if we got Teddy Biasi to show up and interact with him oh yeah cool that'd be fun hey what if we do the entire storyline revolving around Teddy Biasi who's kind of wooden now like he doesn't like he's not really 
adding much to the whole thing. Can we should we make the whole thing about that? Well, no, no, you shouldn't. Hey, what if we added L.A. Knight? How? What if we added Larry to the proceedings? And then, and then we had uh, alternatively, let's have Cameron Grimes, or let's have Larry Knight look really stupid in the build-up to their feud over which one of them gets adopted by the Million Dollar Man. Is this like Little Orphan Cameron and Little Orphan Larry? Who gets adopted by Daddy Warbucks? Because this isn't. I don't. I'm not in. <laughs> I don't know if I'm into that. I don't know if that's a thing I like. You know what I mean? Um. Uh, so Larry keeps trying to avoid um some of the Jake Alice's amazing Rainbow DDT. Uh, his cartwheel off the top rope uh, into a DDT uh, of his opponent. He keeps trying to avoid it, and eventually, the distraction is just too much for old uh, old Larry, and he gets DDT'd, and um, Grimes is very happy about it, uh, and DiBiase is very disappointed. Like, no, I, I don't know about this, um, which doesn't really bode well for either. Uh, Larry Knight, who's very upset. He's very, very upset that that Ted uh, saw him lose. It doesn't make Larry look good, and it doesn't make Jake Atlas look good. They do a thing on the main roster a lot where, like, these are professional wrestlers that you pay to be professional wrestlers on your behalf. So uh, whenever somebody wins a match as an underdog... And you go, this is a miracle. It really makes them look like, I don't know, like it's a peewee football league team. They came in and beat Alabama or something. Like it's, you should never present your guys as as them winning a match being a miracle. Jake Atlas is a really good professional wrestler. Um, And the fact that Larry Knight lost to Jake Atlas doesn't therefore make um, Larry Knight on like make him a piece of crap because Jake Atlas got better at him. I mean, like, you know, I mean, like it's, uh, uh, what I kind of wanted was like Ted DiBiase to see Jake Atlas beat Larry Knight and then look over at Cameron Grimes and said, didn't that kid beat you too? And then Ted DiBiase to walk into the ring and raise the hand of Jake Atlas. Wouldn't that be something? That'd be something you wouldn't expect. I mean, it'd be kind of like, it would actually make sense too. Like, I just watched that kid beat you. Rather than be disappointed in you, shouldn't I think that kid is good? You, you could do that. Um, then uh, there's the, the camera there, uh, shows the, uh, there's Gargano and O'Reilly and Pete Dunn, and they're all getting worked on in the trainer's room. And Orny Lorkin comes out and says, hey, get that camera out of here. All you need to know is that if Adam Cole hadn't stuck his nose in your Pete Dunn, be number one contender. And Austin Theory says, just so you know, that's not true. My dad, Johnny Gargano, would be number one contender if it wasn't for old Adam Cole, stinky Adam Cole. Um, and then they get to each other, and then uh, the cameras, the, the crew has to, like, separate them. The uh, Security, all of security. 
which is wonderful. Um, I say wonderful because, um, A, I love that they said at the very beginning of the whole night, Regal has banned Oni Lorkin and Austin Theory from ringside. They're not allowed to be there. So they're they're not there. You don't have to worry about let's run an angle where they get kicked 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 out of ringside by the ref. They're already banned. They're not just not there. So they're not there. Adam Cole doesn't have to worry about them. You don't have to worry about like running an angle where they get get banned from ringside any of that stuff. And then they get pissed because their boys uh, got beat up. And they get so pissed, they get pissed at each other. And then all of security is required in that moment to break up a giant brawl in the trainer's room. Which means that Adam Cole can sneak back into the building because there's nobody manning the doors right now because security is otherwise engaged. Um, and, uh, and he can sneak right past Ted DiBiase, who's flubbing up a, an interview with Mackenzie Mitchell. And he can walk right to the ring and he can say, uh, all right, here we're going to do. Um, well, so anyway, um, back from the break and before like Adam Cole has been kicked out of the building, removed, he ruined this number one contender triple threat match. He, we saw him walk past uh, Ted DiBiase out to the ring. But before we show you Adam Cole in the ring right now, let's get a, a promo about how Poppy's going to perform next week. You could have put that somewhere else. Seems that's not very pressing right now. So, uh, yeah, here's here's where we're getting into the, the meat of the night. Because uh, Adam Cole says exactly two years ago, I became NXT champion. Uh, I've been gone for two months, and I watched everybody failed at trying to be me. I took out three of the top stars. I did it in one night. Now, I'm coming back for my NXT title. Now, um, <clears throat> uh, <laughs> bring me to NXT champion, Karrion Cross. Everyone thinks you're some monster, but you're just a big muscle head. It doesn't deserve to be the same ring as me. <laughs> I love you, Adam Cole. I always knew I liked you. Um, it wasn't a mistake uh, that I held the NXT title for 400 days. It's true. Um, so then uh, Cross and Scarlet come out. And Scarlet has painted like one quarter of her face in some way. J.K. Schwal says, so uh, Scarlet's makeup tonight? I think somebody was saying it like it looks like words were written on there somewhere, but we didn't get like a close up of her face. Like it's, honey, your man doesn't have a match tonight. There's no reason you don't even get to do the full entrance because that was nice too. Um, they need to have an all instrumental version of um, Cross's entrance music. So if he's doing a run in, we don't have to like have Scarlett's weird song cut off in the middle of the second line of the first verse because that was weird. Scarlet, honey, you don't have to go through all that trouble to do the makeup because you're not really doing anything tonight. I mean, you don't really do anything most nights, but tonight you do even less. So somebody said, what is, what is, what does her face say? And I said, I'm trying too hard. That's what it says. You don't need to do so much. You can do less. We, I promise we won't, we won't be upset. Um, Ooh, let me see. Um, okay, 
<clears throat> so Cross is like, hey, little man. And like, it's true. Remember how I said that Cross looks next to um, uh, Finn Balor last week did not look that impressive? He looks impressive next to Adam Cole. But Adam Cole's small. Adam Cole is listed at six feet. Adam Cole is five foot eight. They list um, Finn Balor at 5'11". He may be 5'11". That extra three inches uh, makes him look more impressive next to Cameron Cross. Cameron Cross. <laughs> Karrion Cross, who might be like 6'2", but he ain't 6'4", right? He's huge for NXT. On the main roster, he'd be just like a regular-looking guy. Like, he'd be, he'd be, what, maybe three, four inches shorter than Randy Orton? No, nah, it's just not. It's not going to be as impressive as we all think he's going to be on the main roster. Um. So, uh, listen, I I understand what you were doing. You you, you no matter what, you know you 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 want to you want to shot your title the title. It's not yours. It's mine. You don't get it. Um. As soon as uh, I sign here, you, you're no longer special. Um. And then Adam Cole ends. Carrion Cross with this line. He says, I get it, man. I get it. You got everything. You got the you got the cool music. You got the lighting. You got the fog machine. You got the sexy girl. That's what NXT does to make you look special. You know what NXT does to make me look special? They ring the damn bell. So true, man. Like we all we all love the UE's music, but that's it. There's no pyro. There's no fog machine. There's no spooky lights there's certainly no scarlet lip sync in some song it's just adam cole baby and he's one of the very very best in the world at at, at wrestling a match and 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 cross certainly has a place in wwe and even in nxt but it ain't this it ain't what they've done with him and here's here's how you know why because they they pushed him to the moon immediately, made him champion. He got hurt. He had to go away for a while. Okay, and then when he came back, he bided his time. They made him champion, and now what? What were the grand plans you had to do? You had that you were going to do with him when you when you made him when you had him make Keith Lee look like a toddler. Like you had Keith Lee become the first ever, I believe, right? Double champ, North American champ, and NXT champ. You thought highly enough of Keith Lee to make him a very special type of champion. And then you thought highly enough of Karrion K- Cross to make him just wax the floor with Keith Lee in that match. To send Keith Lee up to the main roster. And he got hurt. So we never really got to see what you what your plans were with him. If your plans were with him, just have him come out to do his weird entrance every now and then and be like spooky slash intimidating every now and then. Like what a waste of your top belt. Like if you if you think he's that imp- impressive, make him be impressive. Have him run through a dude every week or or have somebody like immediately step up to him and have a really badass first feud. And you haven't really done much of anything. You had him beat Finn Balor, take his belt back in a really good match. And then eventually you had him face Finn Balor again to retain. Okay, good. Like you've done nothing with him. 
so I'm glad they're doing something with him. And that something is Adam Cole's coming in and handing him his fucking lunch money. The only thing that makes him special is all that bullshit they put around him. What makes Adam Cole special? This is his Adam Cole's promo saying this. Is all that makes him special is me. Adam Cole, baby. I mean, that's that's certainly what he's saying. Now, I will say that I loved this detail. Okay. Regal's like, Adam, Adam, I know what you're doing. You're not going to get your one-on-one match. I refuse. You won't do it. You're not this way, Adam. Uh, and Karrion Kro- is like, he's like, shut up, Regal. And I like that. I like that he puts some bass in his voice and says, I'm the champion. I say what goes. I want all of them. Because on the main roster, we see people over and over again. How dare you put me in a triple threat where somebody else could get pinned and that's how I lose my title. Bobby Lashley's biggest gripe over and over again is how dare you put me in another in a match with multiple guys where I could lose my title when I never get pinned. That's his biggest complaint. He hates it. And he's got a right to. But how much of a badass does it make Karrion Cross say... Give me all of them. It also makes him stupid. Because when there's not just two guys and you got to worry about pinning one of them, but when you could be literally fighting two other men in a fatal five-way, and while you're fighting those two guys, a fourth guy pins a fifth guy. And please, please, God, let that be the end of the carrying cross title reign and let him go up to main roster. That's all I'm going to say. You're going to put him in the ring with five consummate professionals four four consummate professionals, Cole, Dunn, O'Reilly and Gargano. All of them know what the hell they're doing. They should, one of them's got to find a way to pin another one of the small guys to become champion so that carrying cross can lose his title and you don't have to beat him because he's a precious little boy and you, he's a special special precious boy and you got to keep him strong so that when he goes into the main roster he can he can fight somebody okay fine cool whatever just he's not working in NXT because of the way you're presenting him i think this exact way you present him on the main roster will work but it doesn't here But I did appreciate him having the having the balls to be like, I'll take all of them. Um, and then Cole uh, exits the ring because uh, Briegel says, "Okay, done. We'll do it." And Cole's like, "You know what? That's fine. You you wait and see." And he leaves because he calls him a he calls him a gas station weasel. I don't even know what that means. Like, is it a weasel that lives in a gas station? Is it a is like is it a is it a is it a it's a it's a weasel that lives in a gas station? I don't even know what that means. Like it's a fun line, but when you stop to think about it, I have no idea what that means. Gas station weasel. That's funny. Uh you can I want give me Dunn, give me give me O'Reilly, give me Gargano, and this gas station weasel. Okay. Gas station weasel. Um that's 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 a hard chant to get over though. Gas station weasel. Oh, there we go. I got it. I got it for you. Gas station weasel. Yeah, that'll be fun. Um, he throws a water bottle from the announce table at, at Cross. 
and uh, and Scarlet. And if he was in an NBA game, he'd be banned from the arena for life. But it's an it's it's wrestling, so it's fine. Um, so they interview uh, Candice and Indy. Hold on, I want to make sure I don't miss too many of these super chats. Oh, there you go. See, look at that. Somebody had the same idea I did. I just didn't see it until now. Ben Bevington says, "Shouldn't Atlas be the one catching the million dollar man's eye since he bet since he beat both guys?" Yes, he should. What a great idea. Great minds think alike. Ben Bevington. Um. Kenshiro says, um, if Austin Theory doesn't tell someone, my dad can beat up your dad, then the way has been a waste. Um, it's true. Uh, I, 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 <laughs> maybe it's like, my dad can outsmart your dad in the ring and, and, and gain an advantage and be able to beat him up because it's, it's really, it's Johnny Gargano. Nobody really just can beat him up anybody. Um, but I appreciate the super chat. It's, it's clever. Bid Moon just says Bebe, which is accurate. And then we get a. I'm gonna before I talk about um, uh, Candace and Indy. Um, I'm gonna and before I talk about the, the parking lot skit, which I'll get to after this question. The Nerd Guru says loaded question, but if you could pull five any five men and women from main roster up to NXT like Balor and Moon, who would they be? Well, that's a very loaded question. Um, and there's, uh, I, I, I'd start with the riot squad. First of all, the two of them just, they're not being dirt. We, we saw what they, what they think of the riot squad in that SmackDown tag match last week. They go down and they feud with Indy and, and Candace. Um, I think that that would be a, a really great feud, uh, and a lot of fun. And it would, it would be a cool little homecoming for Ruby and Liv who never really got to their full potential in NXT before they were called up. Or she's being dragged down. Um, and uh, for on the on the I'm just gonna I'm just gonna give you two there. Um, on on the on the men's side, uh, I mean, my my top one is Mustafa Ali because he never got a chance to to hold the cruiserweight title. And the cruiserweight belt is in NXT now, and and I think that would be a really cool thing. Although you know, for a lot of people, that wouldn't mean as much. But there's um, see the ones I the ones I want to do it are the ones that like feel like kind of got ruined or called up too soon or whatever. It might be fun to see like uh, Gable and Otis back down there, because um, that that's a that's a good act. Although I think Gable's just like wait waiting for the clock to tick out. And kick tick away. Hey, Cedric. Cedric could go down there and do. He, Cedric could do the exact same stuff that he's doing right now as a heel in 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 the CWC and actually be a guy who faces Kushida for that for that title. Like he's like, hey, remember me? I was a cruiserweight championship champion. I was great. I think a lot of the guys that I that I want to see go from the the main roster uh, up to NXT are, are, are little guys who are being booked as little guys like crap, like Drew Gulak. Drew Gulak is like some kind of just absolute, um, uh, just murder machine, just breaking guys limbs until he gets a shot at the, at the North American championship. Like, like Drew Gulak could like just, Oh, uh, 
Bronson Reed, you're very large. Uh, how about if I use this double wrist lock to force you to the ground so I can put you in an ankle lock and snap your ankle? Like, I feel like you could do really great stuff with a guy like Drew Gulak that you're never going to do in the main roster. All, all, those, those kind of people. I, I think that, that that would be much more beneficial to them uh, in the long run uh, than being on the main roster because yikes. Oh, and Shayna Baszler can come back to NXT anytime she wants because well, the, the, the alternative is losing to a wine clown and getting into a feud with a doll. So, um, all right. Um, all right. So Mackenzie interviews uh, Candice and Indy. Um, uh, aren't you so excited that Poppy's coming back? And Candice is like, no. Um, she's very, very angry about Poppy. So they're going to start a feud between Candice LeRae and Poppy. They keep the, the whole promo is about about Poppy. So yeah, listen, okay. Um, and then she notices that uh, Indy is distracted, and um, so she's she's in her she's listening to headphones. So what's in your headphones? And it's 80s power ballads. And they walk off. And then Dexter Loomis comes up later and finds uh, Indy's phone still playing the power, power ballads. And he puts on the the headphones and then turns in the camera, sees him cry a, t- a single tear. Oh. So uh, earlier in the night on the NXT, which was recorded and put on social media earlier in the day, there's an interview that happened at the parking lot with Drake Maverick walking up and they ask him about Indian Dex, um, Indian Dexter Loomis index, as they say. Uh, and, you know, cause he was the one who directed her to where the, um, um, the room full of all of the, the uh, artwork was right. Uh, and he's like, well, you know, young love. And then ever rise accosts him and are very upset that he was a tattletale that, told Indy where it was, and then Hit Row pulls up. And Hit Row's still great. Uh, they get out and immediately start clowning these guys, uh, literally, call them clowns, uh, like they're the, the cool kids in high school talking to the to the drama club. I was the guy in the drama club. So, um, um, they, they, they make fun of Everize, and uh, Drake Maverick is kind of laughing to himself, and, and Swerve's like, hold up, hold up, what are you laughing at? Like, oh, I'm laughing. Well, you called me a clown, so hey, I'll make everybody laugh. Hey, you need you need a new dentist. Um, and then so Swerve's gonna punch out Drake, but then Killian Dane shows up and gets in his face. Um, and then Top Dalla has some things to say to Killian Dane, uh, and Swerve does too, but Dane's not backing down. And I thought we we're gonna get this match tonight. Turns out probably next week. Um, I hope they just give us this match on like the takeover preview. Um, strike while the iron's hot, people. Like a couple of weeks ago, we had we had a um a uh, a hit row tag match with with Top Dollar and Ashanti the Adonis, and they were great. We haven't seen uh Swerve wrestle a match since he since he beat Leon Ruff. It's been too long. We have like I, can 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 we can we see them wrestle some more? Can you put them on takeover? Can you strike while that iron is hot? Because these guys are great. 
and there's this is this builds a random tag match with a fun little scene that lasts like a minute and a half where, where Drake is like, let me at him. I'm going to take him out. And Dane's like, shut up. Um, but it's just great. This is, this builds to the, every time you tune into like raw or SmackDown and like, why are these teams having a match? Like, are they, are they moving up the standings? No, they're just having a match. This is all it takes. It's 45 seconds of, of simple build to make me go. Now I want to see Killian Dane fight. Swerve Scott. Now I want to see Killian Dane fight Top Dollar. Like Killian Dane is looks small next to AJ Francis, next to Top Dollar. I think it's I think it's good. Let's see that match. I want it. Um so the former Christian Casanova is now Carmelo Hayes. And he is answering Kushida's uh, number one, Kushida's cruiserweight title open challenge. And he looks good. But you knew he wasn't going to beat Kushida. And that's fine. It's a cool coming out party. His first match on NXT is for the cruiserweight championship. That's good. That's great. Let's get more of that. Um, He looks like he's definitely got a great look and a a lot of charisma. They do a little um, uh, inset promo uh, where he gets to talk about himself. Um, I'm, I'm here for it. I, I, I really do. I really do, uh, uh, like them, um, together and, and, and Kushida wins. Hayes has some really good moves, uh, but Kushida wins cause he's Kushida. Um, and he, uh, he hits, uh, the hoverboard lock taps, his steps out and they have a respect handshake, which I like very much. Um, let me see here. Make sure I don't miss it. Yes. So, uh, at some point in the night, uh, which I really loved, um, rated C has a, what about Carmelo Hayes joining hit row? I mean, I don't know if they're, are they the NWO? Do they need 15 guys in it? I, I like hit row the way they are now. Um, if if they need an extra guy, Carmelo Hayes, I'm sure it could fit the bill. But it seems to me that that uh, that Hit Row um do, does um does have their top guy, and then their tag their tag guys, their 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 muscle, and then their their guy the guy who just run his mouth, and they have a uh, B Fab, whose job is just at this point just to be. Fab, um, she's a uh, um, she's been a tag tag team with MJ Jenkins. Um, MJ Jenkins is great. They could bring her back. She was around for a while. Now she's not. Um, I mean, Hit Row doesn't have to have fifteen people in it. Currently, they've got four. If it works as it is, um, I want to see them be used more as a whole. But anyway. There's a there's a produced little promo thing where it's Zia Lee um, talking about why she hates Mercedes Martinez. That's because Zia Lee's first match she ever had was in the Mae Young Classic a while ago, like years ago. Who she have it with? Mercedes Martinez. 
And Mercedes Martinez humiliated her, made her look really bad in her first match. She says, it's impossible. It, it hurts to watch this footage back, she says. And so now she's coming after Mercedes to get revenge for that feeling. This qualifies as long-term storytelling. Now, obviously, they didn't plan on having this Mercedes Martinez versus Zia Lee match after Zia Lee has a whole gimmick change uh, years later. They didn't plan on that. But what they did realize is that Mercedes Martinez and Zia Lee have a shared history that goes back years. Let's have the story of their match now be about that shared history. And that is so much more than they normally do. So thank you. <laughs> thank you. That's that's really, really great. And Mercedes has a has a has a promo later where she's like, hey, that's really great. Uh, I'm so I'm happy for you that you've got your new that you're a badass now and that's great. Um, but I beat you a few years ago. Now I'm gonna run through you because you say I'm in your way of your destiny. You're in my way of getting back to the uh, to a shot at the NXT Women's Championship. So a takeover, let's do it because Zia Lee challenges Drew Match to takeover. Zia Lee versus Mercedes Martinez at takeover is a wonderful little match. I mean, potential to be anyway. Um, it's a, it's, it's, they haven't done one of these in a while. This is a women's match without a title attached to it on a takeover. Okay. Yeah. We we should see more of those important women's feuds. These feel somewhat important that aren't attached to, um, to a title. That's good. Uh, and Zia Lee needs to win the match. I love Mercedes Martinez. They've spent so long building up Zia Lee into whatever she is now. She hasn't had a match on TV in weeks and weeks and weeks. Her first match after that long layoff, coming back, facing a top person like Mercedes Martinez, who we just saw have a great match for the NXT Women's Championship. If you are at all serious about doing anything with Zia Lee ever, she has to win that match. Because if she doesn't, well, then everything you did was for nothing. So I look forward to that match. Um, I think there's only one one possible outcome unless they're really screwing something up. Um, MSK cuts a promo about their match. Hey, guess what? MSK thinks they're the ones who are going to win. Interesting. Legato de Fantasma says, we will win. And then... The same question is posed to MSK, who says, ah, 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 I believe that we will win. So very important. There's a little bit of a discrepancy there. We'll see who comes out on top. Uh, Frankie Monet cuts a promo about how great she is. Um, She reads some reviews, (laughs) some tweets about how good she is. I'm just getting started, she says, to her makeup crew. All right. Um. Candice and Indy versus Zayda Ramir and Zoe Stark. Remember I said, if you're not going to put Zoe Stark with Tony Storm and make Tony Stark, well, uh, uh, Zoe and Zayda is a a thing you could do. That could be a lot of fun. And they did. They put them together because they have, at this point, a relationship where, where Zoe distracted Tony and allowed Zayda to get the win in her debut. And then Tony was going to beat the hell out of uh, Zeta, but Zoe stepped in the way. They have a connection. Why not make them into a tag team? 
the women's division needs more tag teams. And I have, I think that they have done such a good job in presenting Zoe and Zeta that while I was watching this match, I was sure that Zoe and Zeta were going to get the win in a non-title match and, and create new contenders to Candice and Indy. Since the only other contenders they have are Ember and Shotzi and Dakota and Raquel. And Raquel is facing Ember in the women's title match. So there are no other tag teams. So you need to build, you need to make another one. So they they put Zoe and Zeta together, but they lost. Um, I really, um, I really enjoyed, uh, I really enjoyed the, the finish that, uh, Indy and Candace have with the, the wicked stepsister, the, that curb stomp thing that she does, uh, right into a springboard elbow drop to the back. Looks great. I think that it's a, it's a, it's a very nice little combination. I think Indy is always in, in, improving in the ring. Uh, and that's, that's great. Uh, Starks. Very, very special. And Zeta's got a lot of potential. I'm I'm very excited to see where they go from here. Um, everybody, uh, if you're watching, uh, drop a like. Smash the like button, as they say. Um, it, it would help us out a great deal. The algorithms, they, they love it. Um, so... Ella, uh, Cameron Grimes versus 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 Larry Knight at Takeover. So there's nothing on the line though. It's not, it doesn't say like whoever uh, wins the match gets to be Ted DiBiase's adopted son. That that, that that's not a that's not an option. Uh, that's not a, that's not a stipulation to the match. Just a match. Maybe they'll add something to it next week, but right now it's just a match. Um, okay. Uh, shouldn't it be uh, Cameron Grimes versus Larry Knight versus Jake Atlas, and the winner of that match is adopted by Ted DiBiase and and written to his will? Because I don't think I don't think the million dollar man Ted DiBiase has any kids that are worth talking about right now. I'm kidding, Ted DiBiase Jr. I think it'd be really funny if he was like, "Hey, Dad, what are you doing? These guys aren't even your." These are these are what are you doing, Dad? And Ted's Ted's like, you've disappointed me for the last time, son. I'm writing the winner of this match into my will, and you're cut out. Wouldn't that be fun? It'd be a lot better than what the hell they're doing right now. Um. So, uh, well, uh, Ember Moon versus Dakota Kai next week. Ember Moon gets inter- interviewed backstage. Um, <clears throat> oh, one thing I wanted to mention. One thing I did want to mention because that was really funny. This is back in the, the Indian Candace match. As they're walking to the ring, Beth is is mooning over um, Index, and she says, "Just like, what, what, just like Ross and Rachel, just like Brenda and Dylan, just like." Uh, Corey and Topanga, they're one of the most ro- biggest romantic couples ever. <laughs> and Wade Barrett says, Beth, what are you talking? Literally, I've never heard of literally any of these people before in my life. What are you talking about? 
And Vic Joseph is like, you've never heard of Corey and Topanga? No, I've never. What's, what is this? It sounds like some teeny. I'm a 40-year-old man. I've never heard of any of these people before in my life. Frankly, Vic, Victor, I'm very concerned that you're, you're, you're into any of this stuff. I'm like, oh, my God. Um, this is like this is the only argument for a three-person booth in the history of of WWE. Just two-man booths on Raw and SmackDown from here on out. Um, I like that new Jimmy Smith guy on Raw. Just him and Corey. You can kick Byron Saxon the hell out of there because he's not adding anything. And I really like uh, Cole and Pat McAfee's interplay. But there is magic in any, on NXT's commentary desk. When you got uh, you got Wayne Barrett yelling at Beth Phoenix about how much she loves romance. Good stuff. So yeah, Ember Moon versus Dakota Kai next week. Uh, there you go. So she says she's gonna she's gonna take out Dakota Kai so that when she has a match a takeover versus Raquel. There you go. So here's our main event, guys. Legado del Fantasma versus MSK. Um, uh, these guys, all these guys can work. I'm so glad to see that they found something for Raul Mendoza finally in a really big way because I've always thought that guy was something interesting. Um, even going back to the, to the original CWC, the Cruiserweight Classic, I thought his first round match was with, with the Brian Kendrick was pretty fun. And he's always he's just kept improving, improving, improving. He's got a broken nose. He's wearing that face mask the whole as as way better says his nose was plastered across his face. Um, in case you're wondering, the the secret to doing a to doing a, a Wade Barrett impression and not sliding into a William Regal impression, the secret is I don't know what the secret is because every time I do a Wade Barrett impression. That's not just me screaming tsunami. It becomes William Regal. I need to work on it. But that's what we're here for, guys, every week. Um, uh, Michael uh, Bungie? I'm saying Bungie. That's right, right? Bungie? Weekly tip for that fantastic Regal impression. Also, can't wait to hear you tear the hell out of Raw after this on the real Sour Graps. Yes, everybody. Tune in to the real Sour Graps uh, after this show uh, later this evening um, on Fightful Select. Subscribe to Fightful Select. Just $5 a month uh, for big-time scoops and also uh, lots of podcasts, including me, tearing into uh, Raw. <laughs> And the nerd guru says, I don't have much more to say about NXT, so here's some money to power your sour for Raw because I stopped watching after the wine clown beat Shayna. <sighs> we should all stop watching after the wine clown beat Shayna. Main event of NXT was great, though, guys. Uh, really good tag match. Uh, MSK, they're both really good at playing babyface in peril. Both of them have really good hot tags. Uh, Legato de Fantasmas, very good as the as high impact little guy heels. Um, usually, little guys, especially if you get to the main roster, they'll find a way to make you the babyface underdog. Um, but they're really they work really well together as as this this tandem. I like uh, Santos Escobar sitting there in his gold lame jacket. 
giving little golf claps when they do something good and being outraged when something bad happens. Uh, just so many really great spots. So it's definitely a, a match to watch um, if you like either team. Uh, early in the match, uh, GYV, the Grizzly Young Vets, uh, come down to the ring in their shirt sleeves, rolling up their sleeves, because that's how you know they mean business. They're rolling up their sleeves. And then uh, running out from behind them is Tommy and Timmy, Tommaso uh, Champa, and uh, Timothy Thatcher. And they uh, start attacking them, and they run them off. Um, so it's uh, <laughs> in wonderful, specific character ways. Um, uh, Tommaso Ciampa is just beating uh, Zach Gibson about the head and shoulders as he runs away, swatting at the air like he's being chased by bees. It's hilarious. And, and Timmy Thatcher immediately sticks a thumb in in James Drake's eye and tries to gouge his eye out. And James Drake is screaming in agony as, <laughs> as, as Timothy just shoves him up the ramp all the way and out. Uh, here's the thing. Um, I thought to myself as we go into this thing, hey, there was no Tommy and Timmy tonight. No GYV promo tonight. That seems like something they're probably going to do a match to like determine who's the number one contender to MSK for TakeOver. But they didn't do it tonight. That's weird. And 45 seconds after I said that, here you go. You have the threat of interference by GYV taken out by another team that has uh, leanings toward both face and heel. They're just out to inflict pain. They don't care who they inflict pain on. Um, But they also want MSK's tag titles but they hate GYV more. So they're not there to ruin MSK's night. They just want to ruin GYV's night. I thought that's a really easily simple, uh, condensed version of storytelling that is absent on the main roster. If you, if anybody's coming out to the ring, they are there to cause a distraction. Um, And this is a very good match uh, with a lot of big time, high impact stuff. And then um, Santos gets involved. Um, uh, He throws uh, Wesley, who's been taking a beating. Wesley got shotgun drop kicked into the ropes. He was in the middle of the ring, got got shotgun drop kicked, threw himself back into the ropes with such force and the back of his neck, not the back of his head, but where the spinal cord meets the medulla oblongata hit the middle rope with such force. I swear to God, I thought he was dead. I thought there's no way a man could survive that because those are not like ropes. They're steel freaking cables. He hit that middle rope so damn hard. I thought he was going to die. But no, because immediately Mendoza picks him up and drops him into a sick-ass-looking brain buster, and he kicks out. Jesus Christ. There was a there were moments in this match I was like, oh my god, they might actually put Legato del Fantasma over and have them win the titles and then do like a big multi-man scrum for him in like a ladder match or whatever uh, at the takeover. Like, like get four guy four teams in there 
with the brand new champs, Legato, forced to defend their titles in a match where they don't have to be pinned to lose. Then again, they're not going to do the same thing in the tag division that they're doing in the main NXT championship division. So I guess they sold me a ticket where there was no ticket to be bought. So Wesley's getting his ass kicked and he wants up outside and um, Santos just chucks him into the steps and he just slumps like poor Wesley, man. Wesley is Wesley. You've heard of the boy who cried wolf. Wesley is the boy who cried. I was murdered in the middle of the ring. Somebody please send help. Because one of these days he's actually going to be seriously injured and we'll be like, well, just that happens in every Wesley match. No, 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 seriously this time, guys. I can't feel my extremities. Oh, Wes, get up. You're playing. No, no, no. This time it's serious. Oh, really? Damn. Um, so let's go. Uh, as Santos slams him back into the ring, and he thinks he's going to get uh, pinned. He doesn't get pinned, and he's upset. Then Bronson Reed, out of nowhere, runs up and smashes him against the plexiglass and the chain link which allows for there to be a distraction. Again, don't love distractions. I I let it slide on NXT, and I really shouldn't, because I wouldn't let it slide on Raw. But there you go. MSK is able to win with their uh, double blockbuster thing they do. They hit it on Wild, uh, and they get it. And Reed uh, is there uh, with his title and helping out his boys, MSK, who have been his boys, I think, for a week and a half. Uh, but now they're all they're all friends now. So um, so it's only a matter of time before they before they uh, announce it's Bronson Reed versus Santos Escobar. Um, they're doing a thing now in NXT where uh, this happens on the main roster all the time. Um, how do we figure out who the next contender for this belt is? I don't know. Let's just have the heel come down to the ring and declare himself the next contender. They did that with Santos Escobar last week, even though like, he lost the Cruiserweight Championship and then lost his rematch for it. Why he gets to just immediately just like walk in and be like, all right, well, now I will challenge for the next belt above the belt I lost. He shouldn't get to, get to do that. But he does. And I shouldn't let my excitement for seeing a Santos Escobar versus Bronson Reed match cloud my judgment. But I do. I don't really want to see that match. Uh, if it was somebody else, I, I, I wouldn't like it. But I like it. And I hate myself for being inconsistent, but it's true. Uh, somebody said, uh, on it was Denise Salcedo, um, said on Twitter, why does Adam Cole who's lost, uh, like, his his most recent matches he's lost, why does Adam Cole get to be number one contender? And I said, because he walked into the middle of the ring and insulted the thin-skinned oaf wearing the belt. That's king shit. I'm not anywhere near to being in the running, but I know I'm good enough to win that title off of you. So I'm going to piss you off enough that you say, I want you in a title match. That's that's as good as it gets, man. Um, thanks everybody. That was NXT. Uh, it was a, it was it was fun. It was fun, funish. 
there's been a lot of really good stuff here, and and they're leading up to uh, some probably going to be some really really good matches uh, at Takeover in your house. And I would assume they're not going to do another one until SummerSlam time, which gives them a full two two months and ten days to really build some serious feuds. Not just like, hey, um, there's a bunch of guys who are near the top. Let's all have them in the ring versus the champion. But build a feud, like a real feud with a storyline behind it. I sw- I'm challenging NXT. After TakeOver in your house, start putting together real feuds with stories and and ups and downs and everything cuz 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 that's what I that's what I want. That's what that's what can separate NXT truly from Raw and SmackDown. Everything they're doing on SmackDown with Roman Reigns has a storyline behind it. Very little else does. It's just like we decided to throw these guys together and have a series of matches. Uh-uh. Let's let's do some real storytelling. Um I think there's there's options for that here. And that's my challenge, NXT. I hope you guys enjoyed watching the podcast. Uh, we'll be here every week doing this. I'll probably be on the post-AEW show tomorrow night, maybe, depending. If I remember that AEW is tomorrow, because I'm sure I'm my internal clock is entirely screwed up. And once again, subscribe to Five Will Select. It's, 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 it's a fairly decent price for the amount of scoops that, uh, that Sean Ross flings at your face. Uh, and also there's a lot of podcasts there, including mine twice a week, sour grabs. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to be so angry on, on, on the air later about this, the state of raw, man. It's just so bad. A lot better than, uh, than NXT. Oh, that's right. AEW is not tomorrow night. It's Friday again. For the entire month of June, listen, I I love the NBA as much as the next guy. Go Bucks! But this is all screwing everything up. Screwing everything up, man. You know it's not screwed up. Fightful faithful, you guys rule. We'll see you later. Thanks, everybody. Good night. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off 
buy rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill.